0: There is hope for us yet We are young, we are wed I am Laura McCowan. No and for I, time I am no Holly Whitaker With a cold, with a, a cold And this is Home so Podcast
1: I still think we should try and nail it, doing it and in unison <laughs> With jazz hands
0: <laughs> Maybe Maybe on episode one hundred. Mm. Hello. Good
1: morning. Good morning. I want to die. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I don't want to die. That's you sound nasally and sad.
1: Oh, I'm not sad. I'm happy, but I'm um but and that I'm, voice I'm nasally. Just... But it's not even that. It's that I just like you know, was in three cities in a very short period of time. And I'm, I slept on couches and, um, I'm just, I'm sleep deprived and, um, and I'm also getting sick and I'm tired, yo. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I won't lecture you. Oh, no, I'm like, I don't do this that often. I don't need the lecture. I do take care of myself. Um, I just, I I wasn't planning on doing, you know, New York. I
0: know it was like. It was last minute. It was last minute.
1: Um, but it was all fun. Yeah, it was it was. It was it was all worth it. And I you know, like I tried my best to sleep as much as I possibly could, but you know, sometimes just don't work that Doesn't way. Work so now mm-hmm. I took the day off. I am in Good. my PJs, it's nine thirty, I slept, you know, until nine and I'm gonna go get back in that bed, drink a lot mm-hmm. of water, sleep. So good. So good. Um, Okay, you were just trying – you were telling me a story. No, no, no. I'm going to save it for the podcast.
0: Just funny. My morning was – it's really – well, that doesn't matter. But, you know, what would it be if we didn't talk about the weather? Um, It's really (laughs) foggy. and It gets foggy there? Yeah. Really Really? foggy. And, yeah, once – I mean, because I'm by the water. So – it gets really like just the. I whatever, love the, the fog. The <clears throat> Me too. It was great. It was woke up. It was eerie. Alma was like, I can't even see outside. Ooh. And um, the and it was also like the leaves are changing, so it was just like this mysterious. I don't know. New England in the fall is just nuts. So pretty. I know. So anyway, I was in a. I woke up really early to write this post and. I was really late dropping Alma off for school on purpose because I really wanted to get it done. And then I was rushing to go to my yoga class. Oh, my and God, it's a weekday. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny?
1: <laughs> Just like listening to this small, Why is Alma going to school? You mean yesterday? Yeah. Okay, keep going.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I know. And then I so I was late to the class because I was like hitting publish on this post. and then I, um, was, you know, like after you publish something and you're like reviewing it in your head over and over. And I was like, Laura, just be in this class right now. Just do the class. You'll be able to get out and reread it and make Uh any edits or whatever. Yes. But there was this, these couple lines that were dry, like hurting me. And I, and I was rewriting them in my head and about 35 minutes into the class, I couldn't take it anymore. I just walked right out and opened up my laptop right in the studio and fixed things. And Andrea came out by the owner. She's like, "Are you? are you OK? I'm like, yeah, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't let my words sit out there. It's so funny! Oh my god,
1: that's amazing. By the way, mm. um, and it's really funny too because you got the idea for pictured not pictured when you were in a yoga class, and you kept yourself yeah. in the yoga class. You like I you know. tempered yourself in. Um, I well, it's like love that learn
0: the lesson. Sit there, you you know, just sit. No, but I also
1: think it's so, for me, all I see is like, that's really passionate. Like, that's where you're a writer. (laughs) It is.
0: It only, it's so unfortunate, or it's like, it's great, but, you know, a lot of the ideas that I've, that I've had, my favorite ideas are when I'm running or when I'm doing yoga and you're either way out, far away from home (laughs) and you have to run much faster or you're in the middle of the class in a place where you're actually supposed to be where you are and sometimes you just gotta leave though
1: i know i totally understand it. my stuff comes up at like my uh clarity comes right before i fall asleep and so i have oh, all God. these like m- voice memos from late at night that i've never go back and listened to by the way <laughs> but i'll wake up and i'm like brilliant idea and then i'll take a <laughs> note and then i'm like oh yeah what was that uh anyway um but i love it i love that you run out of yoga to. Um, fix your sentences but i get that when you walk away like i like I, I i won't even talk about it like i always like if i if the words are good you capture the words like it's mm-hmm. just like that um it's like that uh elizabeth gilbert ted talk like mm-hmm. you like either let it run and go on to someone else or you catch it and you put it on paper mm-hmm.
0: and i know you know the difference when it's like oh you're not gonna get this back you can yeah <laughs> and you do You did. Lost many things, you know, like not paying attention. So it was funny. I was just, it was a hot yoga class. I was like dripping, dripping, dripping all over my computer that I just bought because it had my old one got water damage. (laughs) Like, oh, sweat. Ah, sweat evaporates. It's fine. It's fine. fine."
1: Yeah. No, it's awesome.
0: Uh, Anyway. Anyway. So. Today. Today, we are so excited to talk about this. I um, I have been thinking about it for. Since I we have decided not. We're going to do it. I hate you well, thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um But you're
0: also excited to do
1: it. I'm so excited mm-hmm. to do it, but also my list I just scratched. I'm afraid I'm going to leave someone out. Anyway, what is
0: it, well, Laura? What are we doing? We are talking about teachers. Our teachers, teachers. and the people that have impacted us most in our lives and why uh, it's like just one of our favorite things to talk about. Um, It's like my favorite thing to geek out on, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. Who have you learned from and what
0: have you learned and tell me everything about them. And yeah, so yummy. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, let's jump into it. So we're going to go, we're going to each talk about, we're we're each going to talk about eight Going mm-hmm. back and forth. And mm-hmm. then um, what are we saying about each of them? I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, we're saying, I think we should just say, this is what I'd like to say, you know, who they are and what you what you learn from them um, and the way in, like, for each of them. Like, if you're going to, if you want to dig into this teacher, the way in is this. I oh, got that from, from my friends. um, in college when we would share music we'd be like you know this is how you get this, this is the, the beastie boys and the way in this is, is the
1: hook. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I love that I love that a lot okay great so I'm not prepared but whatever let's do it you'll be fine
0: be you know fine. these okay so I will s- you want me to start yeah you start okay so the first teacher that came to mind um, it was Pema. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this is the one where we might have crossed over. Um, yeah, Pema Chodron is, I like to call her the mothership. Um, I discovered her from one of my other teachers, who I'll list later. But I discovered her and, uh, around the time I was pregnant and... Really struggling in my marriage and with uh, being pregnant, I didn't want to be. Um, and I, you know, and I was also surprised you got to be sober and just really crawling out of my skin in all directions. And I would listen to her talks, like, I I have her books too, but what I really love is her talks. Um, what was was the first thing you ever
1: listened to of hers? I,
0: I listened to. Um, the first thing I uh, encountered was the, her book, when things fall apart. Um, and then the first, I think the first audio thing I listened to is getting unstuck. Mm, okay. Um, which I've listened to hundreds of times probably. And yeah, I, from her, I just learned, um, it's hard to articulate, but I, I think it's how to rest in, discomfort or how to begin to rest in discomfort and how to take these things that I felt so seriously less seriously like she allowed me to understand my humanness and also there's a I don't know which audiobook it's from I'll find it and we can link it up but it is basically that we all have this nature in us, this Buddha nature that cannot be destroyed and cannot be, you don't lose it. You can't lose it. And it's in all of us. And I found that in a place where I felt dirty and ashamed and just busted up um, in really a lot of pain, like pain round the clock, wall to wall when I woke up to when I went to sleep and I listened to her as I was like going to bed and, yeah, it it was like dropping like a little eyedropper of salve into me drop <laughs> at a time listening to her. So yeah, she's definitely she's the one that came up first. Yeah. And I would say the way in is um at, for me, I think the way in is good medicine uh her audiobook. Okay. It kind of summarizes a lot. And she tells a lot of her own story in that. She's also a Tibetan Buddhist nun who was married and had two kids. Like, how cool is that? (laughs) I know her story. Well, that's (laughs)
1: she's one of mine. And I'll talk about that part because it's right. She's actually real. That's she has a she's a she's one of us. She, She wears a robe. She's a nun, but she's got a story. She didn't grow. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she wasn't born in an ashram. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So, I love it. I well, knew that was going to be your number one. Um, yeah. mine are in chronological I went. I kind of did it a little in chronological order. Um, and my first is James Braz and I don't think he's as well known as some of the other teachers, but, um, he was my first. And I had been, I'd been a seeker for years, you know, when I was, when I was in, um, high school, I dragged my mom to this meditation class, um, and, um, and they passed out food and then she grabbed my hand and pulled me out cause she thought the food was poisoned. I love you mom. If you're listening to this and thank you for <laughs> protecting me. Um, but it was just like, I had always, you know, I ran into Hare Krishna's when I was, um, in Santa Cruz, um, and then, you know, like, I, you know, and I, I just like, uh, and that was my first real, I think, like, um, exposure to Hinduism. And so I'd always had this, like, this, the voice, right? We always this yeah. longing and this pull towards something esoteric and something more. Um, and I had all these books at Jack Cornfield books and, but I never crossed the line, right? I was going to Bikram yoga, which was a very, you know, white American yoga. Um, I'd never crossed <laughs> the line. <laughs> and so I, um, in, when I turned when, like in 2012, the year it was just coming and done faster and faster. I was such a mess. And I, um, Looked, I, w- I knew I needed to go to Esalen, which was in Big Sur. I lived in San Francisco. And so I, I booked the only thing I could find. It was a meditation retreat with this guy, James Braz. And um, I, you know, sat in bed all day, got stoned, decided maybe I wasn't going to go, then made myself go at the last minute, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was this huge harrowing story. I arrive and he's this like, it's just I, I walked into that class the next day and my life changed. Um, and like just being, he taught me how to meditate. He taught me how to meditate. Uh, for the first time, this is when I was dying for the first time I had that. He gave me the taste. Of, mm-hmm. of of freedom, I actually went and touched something within me, and I got like I spent the whole weekend with him, and and he's magic. He's just magic. His course is called Awakening Joy. Is he's one of the, he's the founder of Spirit Rock, right? So he's got he's yeah. he's a he's one of the first you know Westerners. Like he's one of the you know like one of the one of the pioneers, right? Like he's one of the first Westerners to really like. Um, Bring meditation to the masses, right? Like, um, John Kabat-Zinn and like, um, Jack Kornfield and Mm -hmm. what, you know, he's in that class and he, um, founded Spirit Rock, but he, uh, puts on this course called Awakening Joy. And this, this, um, which I then took and I read his book. Um, but it was like the thing I couldn't shake. I got in my car after that weekend being with him. And I called. I was so isolated at that point. I hadn't returned calls in months. And all, I just started going through my phone on the way back and calling everybody and saying, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. And then that night, the 49ers were in the Super Bowl. So I like get to San Francisco and then I smoke a joint and it just went away immediately. It was crazy. Um, but it was that first taste of freedom. And he and and also then I went back to his teachings When I got sober and I read his book again and I put into place a lot of his suggestions and he's responsible for me adding joy to my life and understanding the importance of awe, of of feeling awestruck and and, and feeling life. Um, He's the reason I sang in the mornings and danced in the mornings and learned to shake my ass. And I didn't know
0: that because of him. Oh yeah,
1: because his book is called Awakening Joy, and it's like do yeah I haven't you, read it. Whatever I'm, I'm so excited. you've got to read this book, yeah. Um, it's do whatever it takes to start to feel that pulse in your veins. That's okay. the importance of this. That's it. That's the magic. Um, and so, and he spoke to me in a way I could hear, I could understand. It was not so esoteric that it was far off. It was about me, and so. Yeah, he is who I credit everything to. Um, I brought him. It was such an honor. I brought him back to my job at one point to teach doctors how to meditate, to talk about the importance of meditation, because that saved my life. That was the thing. Um, And so the way into him and the way to appreciate him is to get his book. and, And it's called Awakening Joy. But if you can find a way to meet this man in person... He is love. He is like when you are around him, you understand what love is. You understand Mm -hmm. that anything is possible. I mean, he's just the most kind and, uh, and beautiful human. And he's real too. He, you know, he's a Jewish guy. (laughs) He's like, he he wears, you know, Cosby sweaters. He's like, um, (laughs) he's got a story and, you know, he's got a beautiful story. He, um, he had a son. I can't remember exactly, but he, um, when to say he had an estranged son for a while and, you know, he's got his shit and he talks mm-hmm. about it and he's relatable, but he's also just love. So awakening enjoys this book. I highly recommend that book. Um, and then also I just really recommend that you try and get yourself, um, in person with him because he's, he's just beautiful. He does a, he does a, he also does a sit, a weekly sit, um, in, uh, Not Berkeley, maybe Oakland, either Berkeley or Oakland on Thursdays. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he does. And it's wonderful.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Who's your number two?
0: I didn't know that would come up. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. He's like the first one that comes to mind always. Like, oh, yeah, him. Mm. He's
0: the one. Mm -hmm. He's it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So my second one that I wrote down was Wayne Dyer. Um and I don't think you and I have ever really talked about because I've him. never read Wayne Dyer. Yeah. So I have like nicknames for all of these people. Um I call him the original gangster.
1: Did you <laughs> do you you came up with nicknames for them all?
0: <laughs> I just have I didn't come up with them for this. I just have had them in my head. Um He's the OG. Yeah, I don't have them for everybody though. Only the old ones. So Wayne Dyer, he – I found him – before I even found Pema, I had known about him for a long time. I mean he started writing books like in the 70s and he wrote something like 50 books or maybe not that many but a lot. Um, And I just – he's sort of the first – he crosses so many um, different areas. But for me, what I learned from him is this conviction, this really just undoubtable force of conviction around um, spirituality and connection to spirit. And just the way he talks about it, um the way he explains it. And I, I learned about so many other people and teachers and writings and artists and stuff from him. Cause he just had the most amazing examples. Uh, so that, I, I mean, I've listened to almost all of his stuff and a lot of it is the same as what, as, as many of my other teachers, but he, like you just said, he said it in a way that just got through to me. And he's funny and just really relatable. Um, And he has a big story, too. He has a big story. The biggest thing I got from him, though, was like a little sidebar of his story. And it was years and years before I went to get sober. But it stuck with me. And he talks about how one of his teachers... When he was, you know, midway through his career or something, one of his teachers said, and I know I've talked about this before on the show, uh, if you want to, he, okay, so Wayne was like a runner and he would run, you know, eight miles a day or something, never missed a day. He would do these long runs and at night he would have like three or four beers, Uh, never got drunk, you know, never got out of hand, but that was his habit. And his one of his teachers said to him, if you want to achieve what you want to achieve in your life, if you want to reach the levels of consciousness that you want to reach, alcohol doesn't belong in your life. And and then when he when he passed away, he was like 20 years sober or something. But I remember hearing that like really early on. And that was a big motivation for me that was like different than the other fear based motivations, you know or shame based motivations. It was like, Oh, I could reach for something bigger. Like I could, maybe this is, you know, a thing that's going to get in the way of what the things that I really want, not just something that's like destroying my life and I have to deal with. Um, so it planted that seed in me and, uh, I kept it and, you know, it's still something I think about all the time is how he talks about that and how he talked about it. And, uh, I'm, and I also know it's absolutely positively a hundred percent true now that there's just no way I could have, a, I could have, have the life I have right now if I didn't give that up and it, and it didn't, and my story is different. It was destroying my life, but, um, yeah. And I, I so he is Wayne Dyer. He's just like, I don't know, he, he kind of dedicated his whole life to doing this stuff and prolific writer and speaker and you can't go see him because he passed away last year. Yeah. Um,
1: I never, um, I never, I've never read anything, read anything of his. And I, I don't know if I've ever asked you. I do like, I know I want to, I know I need to, I just don't, I
0: don't know where to start. So where do you start with him? What's the, what's the hook? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this because it's hard to say where to start, but I think I know because I just, as I was going home from my retreat, I listened to him again. He's also just like straight up motivation sometimes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when you just need like to cut your bullshit and get motivated and centered. I listened to him
1: yeah. um,
0: and I was going out to do my retreat in Bainbridge Island and I listened to this book on the way there and I also listened to it on the way back and it's called There's a there's a spiritual solution to every problem. Let me make sure that that's true. Yeah, there is a spiritual solution to every problem. I have it right here. It is like the worst cover. Um, all of his books are really cheesy looking. Um, you know, they were like <laughs> he's like I don't
1: know. Is, are there leaves on the ground?
0: <laughs> There's this a couple walking on a beach painting like maybe done by a child of a flower. There's like seventeen different fonts. On the cover, <laughs> it's awful <laughs> but um, but it's a talk. it's it's not a book. It's a and I'm I think it is a book too, but it's a re- a recording of him doing a talk. and it's kind of got all of his bits in there. Um, and he talks about everybody. He talks about Mother Teresa. He talks about uh, Michelangelo. He talks about, all like touches so many different teachers, so it's also just like a sponge, you know. Yeah, your, your mind can be a sponge for all these different bits.
1: Yeah, I love That's it. My second. I mm-hmm. love it. it Who's yours? Gabby Bernstein. Again, chronological order. So I found Gabby Bernstein when I was um it, when I was sober the first time, and and I. I found her in Bloomberg magazine. Um, I think I had read Eckhart Tolle at that point. Whatever. I had this like I had this thing, and then I read about her, and she had this like split between. Um, she was in a business magazine, and it was chronicling yeah. her life. I, she like was doing it all, but her job was to teach about spirituality. Um, and and not only that, she looked really good doing it. And so it was this, um, I went to dinner with the CEO of the company I was working at, and I slapped the magazine of her down. And I was like, this, I want to do this. I want to be her. And mm-hmm. so that was how I got in to her. And then I read her books, um, Add More ing to Your Life, and then I read her other book, Spirit Junkie. And then on, um, they were they spoke to me, and they spoke to me because it was the first time. This is before I read Glennon. Um, it was the first time I had heard somebody say I was addicted to bad love, subway, and um, drugs. I was addicted to those things, you know. Like I was like, oh my god, someone else is addicted. I was like. Probably eating Subway when I read that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, two foot longs and then throwing it up. And so there's <laughs> yeah, was, there was a Subway right by my house. It was a bad thing. Um, so anyway, I uh, – there was – the, the, for me with her, the first thing was there was resonance. Like, oh my God, you can, like, and, and that thing, she talked about being in bed and hearing life outside her window and feeling cut off from that life. She lived in New York City, I lived in San Francisco. I would wake up and I'd be hungover or drinking and I would hear the life going on outside and I wanted to draw the curtains darker. And there was that, and I know that feeling. Even now, speaking of it, it still feels really hollow and scary. And so, for her, I read her books and I got into them, but I could not apply them in my life. Like, that was why I bought the trampoline at my work. Um, and I bought a yeah. rainbow light at work. And I just, like, was like, I started to do these things. But it wasn't until, like, it was, it's this is a true story. I went on a bender on New Year's Eve in 2012 to 2013, um, and the and I woke up needing more, like needing more, and wanting to put her work into, like wanting to actually do what she was suggesting, but not knowing how to actually put it into my life, because it was, it's not, Spirit Junkies is not a great book to like actually do something with, it's too abstract, yeah. it's, not, it's not enough, like do this. And that's when she right. came out with May Cause Miracles. It was she announced it mm-hmm. and then there was a book tour and I bought the ticket. And so for me, um, this feels like a really Tony Robbins ish story, but whatever. Um, for me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> then I bought the ticket and I went to see her live. No, um <laughs> but for me it was she she had what I wanted. That was it. Mm. And she was telling me how to go after it. And she she's not I don't fa- I don't listen to her. I, I'm not on her mail list anymore. I follow her on Instagram. I haven't heard her speak in a while. Um, I didn't buy her a new book. You know, um, she there was a time and a place for her. And she still is. I would still count her as one of my teachers for sure. I I think what she's I I think she's amazing. But during that time, when I was so broken and raw and needed to the step-by-step-by-step by step by step plan um, yeah. and, and needed something to aspire to um, and needed to hear it put in a way I could hear it. Um she was yep. she was it. She was yeah. it. I went and heard her talk on January 27th the day I quit my job. I was in New York mm. and I heard her talk that night. Um she is so Oh god, I
0: didn't realize it was that night. That's awesome.
1: It was crazy. I was with my friend Ellen and I had um she and Ellen's like a yoga teacher and she's a she's a psychiatrist, but uh, and she was also friends with Gabby, but Ellen and I were hanging out. And um, like the day I quit my job, I put my coat on and then my button like flew off across the cab. And then um, like I was like burning down the house. And I was on fire. And then I got up and I spoke at this, this like talk Gabby was giving. And, um, it was just like, she was like, you're having a Shiva moment. Anyway, um, it was, yeah, it was like the day it all burned down and Gabby was there. And so she was like, she was, she was and remains like the thing. Like she told me I could, I could shine my own light. That woman told me. I could do whatever I wanted to do. She told me I could be, I didn't have to be, I didn't have to apologize to anybody for being amazing. You know, she mm. told me that I could, I didn't have to apologize f- about like anything anymore that I got to claim who I was. Um And so I can't begin to even tell you how much this woman taught me, but she, because she lives it too. Like that, that woman lives, nope. she lives her message. Um, and so it was she was like, I can't even be I can't even begin to tell you how much how much like my uh, doing her work changed my life. A lot of people give her shit. I even am critical of her sometimes because I've never seen her look ugly. Um, <laughs> know. Girl never looks bad. Never. Um, but I she you know, like I, I have recommended her work to a lot of my clients and some of them are like, oh, my God, she says thing like um, like um, super Super awesome, um, you know, or like, um, you know, she like she has. <laughs> she's not for
0: everybody, but she's nobody not is for, for everybody.
1: everybody. But yeah. her message is so important, and she lives her message. And she also, I think, is prolific. She puts out so much content, um, and um, and a lot of it she puts out at a really affordable price. I've never paid a ton of money to go do stuff with her. Um, I yeah. she's accessible, and I don't know. I just like I love that. I love her so much. I I do. Um and I'm I'm I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't if I had not found her work. She's taken something that was um that felt a little like, you know, you're talking about Wayne Dyer's book, right? Mm-hmm. She's a huge part of why mainstream women um that want to keep their high heels and, you know, their fancy jeans are able to start to look at spirituality because she yeah. re- no, rebranded agree. it. She rebranded mm-hmm. it and she made it desirable and I credit right. her so much with that. Well, and
0: her story is she Watched Wayne Dyer speak, and she was like, um, "I'm going to do that."
1: <laughs> well, that's funny. that's there we yeah. go. Yeah,
0: she was like, uh, "That's what I'm going to be doing." And then, you know, a couple of years later, she was, and he she met him, and
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So my I would say the hook for her is do make us miracles. It's her best work. Um, just like you know, get it, give it two weeks. Give it two weeks, especially if you and if you're super resistant to it at first, give it three weeks. Um yeah. but she she's she's great. Her message is amazing. Um and uh yeah, I just I I still I love her tons. I, I look at the spirit junkie app every day. Um she's great. She's really great. So yeah. May Cause Miracles, I think it's a book and get the meditation CDs. She also she also some helped me cement my meditation practice with her guided meditations that go along with May Cause Miracles, but just yeah stick with it, do it. She's great. She's great. Make House Miracles book and meditation CD. Cool. All right. Who's your third?
0: My third is Annie Lamont.
1: Oh, Um, that's good. Oh, my God. I love it.
0: She I read her. Someone sent me her book, Operating Instructions, with a bunch of other books about becoming a mother. One was like, my nipples are hard or something. It was, (laughs) it was like all these boob books and lactation books and you know what to expect when you're expecting. And then there was this little, little memoir in there called operating instructions. And it was, I I read it first and it like completely blew my mind. Um, It's a memoir of her first year having her son um, being a single mom and there's a, uh, there's a lot in there about alcoholism or, you know, her experience with that and, and, uh, being a writer. So she touched on like all these areas that were deeply important to me at the same time. And she's funny and so funny and so like wise. And just, she's just, ugh. everything she writes, is just like, it's like eating warm cookies and yeah. milk. <laughs> I get it. Um, she's like the aunt that, that you want. Um, so I went on to read everything she wrote, including her fiction, um, while I was pregnant. And Bird by Bird is her book about writing that completely just I still think about it every single day. I think about things that are in that book every single day. And Bird by Bird, the phrase, um, is something I think about every single day, too it's, you know, the, the story there is her, her little brother was writing a, um, book reports and he waited to like the last minute to try to get it done. And, um, he was struggling and freaking out in the, you know, the night before and his, their dad said to her or said to him, you know, ticket bird by bird, buddy. And, That's, you know, just like the best advice ever, especially for writing, but really just life. Um, Everything she she does about, you know, she is a woman who is she talks about being super sensitive and how insane the world is. And she's a writer and she is super activist and like ultra liberal um, woman in California. And she's like in her 70s now. Um, but she just, yeah, I mean, she cracked something open in me that I didn't even know was there when I was pregnant and made me feel like hopeful about the journey yeah. when I was really devastated about it. Um, and really also started planting those seeds about the drinking stuff because this is, you know, as we go along here, like I'm starting to build this <laughs> repertoire of teachers who also happen to be sober isn't that um, funny all of them mm-hmm. yeah this girl in the retreat um, said at the end she she herself hasn't had struggle, struggled with, with alcohol or uh, you know that chemical addiction but she's like you know I realized all my teachers are sober every single teacher I've ever had is sober including you um, and it was like oh yeah that's true I mean all mine are um, well two of them on this list aren't three actually but I think
1: all of mine my- oh my god that's crazy, yeah. All but like two, but of they're mine sober,
0: are. and then they're sober. You know, like Ray. was talking about how Liz. Ray Elias was talking about how Liz Gilbert <laughs> is like the most sober person she knows. Liz isn't sober, from you know, I think she drinks sometimes. But anyway, so that's mine. that's my third one, Annie.
1: I love it. Um, wh- what's the way in? Because I tried to read bird by bird, and I'm on page, you know,
0: thirty five. Oh, well, a that's year later. The way in. Yeah, really? if you're not, if you're not feeling bird by bird, you probably won't love her. Um, yeah. There are But I do love her. I love her Facebook posts. Yeah, I was going to say there are a couple of Facebook posts that are just bomb. I'll link those up. Um, there's one she did about drinking when she was like turned 30 years sober. That just like gold. And she does a lot about politics, too. So I'll I'll link up some of those. But I was gonna say the way in is bird by bird, okay. Um, for me, so okay. Oh, I don't. We're gonna like- have to start going through faster because we're like <laughs> we're gonna be this is gonna be the three hour teacher episode. I know.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. I would say for me the next one is oh my god! I've Like I've got two competing ones, and so I don't know which to do. Um. I think I'm gonna talk about Glennon first. Um. So I found Glennon's stuff when I was when in uh, less than a month sober. I'm already crying. I was with my girlfriends. I was down south uh, in San Diego. It was my first trip where I was sober and I, with the with the posse that I you know got a, like almost arrested Three with. Rest? Yeah, <laughs> like like the girls like where we get so drunk we run naked through you know like they. Um, I had never hung out with them and not drank. Um, yeah. And so I arrive, and the whole weekend was magic. They all offered to not drink because I wasn't drinking, which I can't even sell oh my God. to this day. Really? Yeah, they got me in the car, and they said, okay, well, what do we do with this? They talked about it, and they said they were proud of me, and then they said, do you want us to not drink because we, we decided we wouldn't? And um, I was like, oh, my God, please make me feel normal. Please get drunk. Um <gasps>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Please you know, right.
1: Um, and then my friend uh, My my girlfriend Cherie um, Had Carrie Ann Warren She handed it to me and said I think this makes, this makes me feel like you And she said it makes me feel like This is what you're going to do And I couldn't believe what I was reading um, Just because it was um, She was telling the truth And she was writing about it And I had had this like longing To write a secret blog before i had gotten sober just because my life was such a shit show and only, like you know and all this stuff could only happen to me and but the, it was not good stuff <laughs> yeah, and right. um and then as i was getting sober i had this like longing to put it out there and so i read Glennon's book and then i went home and i started my own blog and i told the truth what was
0: it called i forget
1: little miss surrendered um no. Lil, no, it Will was lit. Miss- it was little. I didn't say lil. It was little
0: <laughs> Miss Surrendered. Um, but reminds me yeah, of that Kelly Clarkson song. I don't I know think what it's that is. Little Miss Surrendered. I didn't <laughs> okay, name my going. fucking
1: blog after a Kelly Clarkson song. Cl- Kelly um,
0: Clarkson is amazing. Amazing.
1: I don't know. You, I don't. I haven't listened to her music since she was on American <laughs> Idol. Okay. Um. Can we stop talking? um, No. So it was just um, that was it. She told the truth. And I had never heard anybody tell the truth. And not only that, she made it fabulous. Like Mm -hmm. she it was she made it a thing. Um, And so I I don't know. I, I mean, there's there's so much to talk about because it's not just that she got me to start writing. It's that I still follow her to this day. And I take her lead when she does something. I get brave enough to do it. I constantly Mm -hmm. get my bravery from what that woman does. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is no post that I would ever be able to like that from the stuff that I have talked about and been honest about, like during the during, like showing up during the during, like talking about your shit while you're going through your shit. That is so hard. And she did it. And so I can do it. And and all of this, all of this stuff. And and her and where she is today, like she, you know, moving into um, you know, larger social justice issues. It's just um
0: I don't, yeah. I, I don't it's know. It's been awesome to watch her. And yeah.
1: It's been <clears throat> It's been awesome to watch her, but I get... I mean, I get my strength from hers. Um, And Mm. I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing um, if she hadn't done the work that that she did. I would never... Yeah. um have had the bravery to do it and still to this day I would I continually use her as a resource um yeah. and not only that her writing is just uh, oh my god it speaks I read her book in like 4 hours um and she does the, the un- latest she,
0: one she, she does
1: yeah yeah love warrior um she does the unpopular thing you know what I mean she like she isn't afraid of being unpopular she isn't afraid of saying the thing that's important um that that she feels is true just you know for the sake of you know making people feel okay. Um she goes yeah. out on limbs and says unpopular things and um you know and I could keep going and she's and her heart's like so so deeply um invested in in social justice and that's one of my biggest um that's one of my biggest heart longings. And so I just you know there's I could Probably speak to a million different things, but um, she's my teacher with a capital T. I'll talk about my next teacher with a capital T after this, but she's she remains will always be you know has been and is is everything. And so, I think the hook for her, um, I think you have to like start at the beginning with her. For me personally, I'm like go and mm-hmm. read Carry On Warrior. Understand where she's because you also get to witness her growing up. And Mm -hmm. and getting louder and getting braver. Um, So, you know, and also you get to witness her. Like she's this powerful thing and you get to like read these neuroses, you know, and and these human things. And she's human. She's scared and she does it anyway. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I would say start with carry on warrior. One of my favorite blog posts of hers is um, why. um, Oh, no. The uh, mental. Oh, God. I have to. Canaries, the why, why the world needs a mentally ill and addicted, why the world needs the mentally ill and addicted. Um, and then, um, and then read love warrior and then just like go and like try and see her live or read her blog or follow her on Instagram and get your <laughs> We're doing
0: the way in <laughs> daily hits.
1: Um, but just, you know, I know get the way, the way in, that's the way in the way in is just to like eat it, all of it, you know? So anyway, yeah. Glennon.
0: She's um yeah. She's pretty cool. She's right. She's like right. okay, okay, cool. So um my next one. I'll move around here. Um my next one is Sean Korn. Ooh. Be, yeah, because um she is – so she fed the, this part of me that, first of all, I found her – I knew of her long, long ago. She's been around for a long time. Um, but I didn't really – I didn't work with her to attend something of hers until I went to Kropalu when I was 20 days, to so 22 days sober. And that weekend really changed my life and kind of solidified – these um, so many things in for me that have stuck that helped sobriety stick, um, but also just really like snapped my head on straight about what it is that I'm doing uh, and want to do and to aspire to. For me, she's very, very aspirational and fiery. Like she stokes this fire um, in me that I. Wouldn't I, I knew existed, but I wouldn't have known how to claim um, or been, you know, embarrassed to. She also talks about yoga in the way that I, like, I knew it was this life-changing, life-giving practice, but I didn't really know how to articulate that without sounding like, oh, my God, yoga, you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so – she and it re like it it really reminded me that, yeah, I want to teach this thing. I don't you know I to use this tool that I have not just to heal myself, but to teach it too. Um, so she the the things that I gained most from her are one, she talked about non-negotiables and this idea that there are things that you have to. First of all, she completely just um, – she restated the – or she she articulated the purpose so well of why you have to take care of yourself and feed yourself because and, – and that it's not this selfish act, that it's like a responsibility to yourself and to this life that we have because we're privileged. <laughs> we are white, privileged people with resources and that a lot of people don't have – And that it is your responsibility to take care of yourself and your spirit and your body and your mind so that you can give. Um, And so that really reframed things for me. And then this idea, a lot that goes along with it, of non-negotiables. Like there is just, there are things for you. There are things for me. There are things for everybody that are, that we have to do more often than not to keep us, as she would say, from being an asshole (laughs) and they're not, you know, for it was very simple stuff. It's like eat a nourishing meal every day, practice yoga, meditate, uh, go to therapy. Those are hers and mine were different. Um, but it got me to think about things in that way. And, you know, I really put those things into practice when it came to sobriety. Like, look, I'm saving my life here. And these are the things that need to happen to me for me, no matter what. I have to create the space for these things to happen. Um, and not just so like I can, you know, be happier in my own life, but so I can actually give to, um, and that, yeah. And then there's just this whole, I mean, I also just want to like, I just want to like live in her hair.
1: <laughs> She's got the best hair. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I, that's why she's my um, teacher. No,
1: she's kidding.
0: Yeah. I really just want her hair. I mean, come on. Hair goals. No, it's just that I have took, taken a lot of how she teaches and what she puts into her teaching and the style of yoga that she teaches. And it has fed a lot of mine. I didn't even realize how much that was true until I went back just this past, um, summer and retook that same weekend as a sober person of two years whose life has completely changed. And I realized how much I um, took from her and learned from her. So, yeah. What's the way in? The way in. Hmm. She doesn't have any books yet. I think she's writing one. I think the way in for her is to get go on Yoga Glow and do one of her classes because she gives a lot of her message in even in those yoga go -Go classes that you can watch on your phone or your computer Um, there's a hip opening class that's crazy good and a shoulder opening class those two are just like ways in that you can access today now and then if you ever get the chance just go see her see her teach and learn from her she uh-huh. travels all over the, the world. Um we just saw her talk uh, it, on We just saw her Monday. talk and we both decided, um, yeah, we're gonna do that off the mat training. Oh, like Yes that. we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. We gotta make that happen soon. Uh so yeah, that's my fourth. Who's your fourth?
1: Steph Snyder. Yeah. Um, she's with Glennon. Um, I would say they're, they're the two people that I to this to, to, to this day still um, would count as my, you know, current teachers. Um, mm-hmm. I started doing, she used to teach at uh, Urban Flow, this really amazing yoga studio that's no longer in San Francisco. And I think I took one of her classes. I don't remember, um, but I found her... I used to go and take Rusty Wells' classes, um, who was just amazing. Um, But I found her on Yoga Glow when I was just getting sober um, in early 2013. And I didn't know she was sober. I did not know she was Mm. sober. But I spent all those nights at home with her. And Mm -hmm. there's something that's... And I didn't really do anyone else's classes. Um, I kept on going back to hers. And um, there was something that was a connection that I can't explain, but, uh, she offered her teacher training. I don't think I'd ever taken a class consciously.
0: Like, I was wondering how you found her teacher training. So that's, so that it's, you found her in yoga glow and then you went to her teacher training. Yeah. Signed up for it's it and in, awesome. in
1: the application. I was like, you don't know me. I mean, I live in your town and I don't come to your live classes cause I'm a hermit. Um, and, uh, you saved me. And, um, I it, there I also had found her TED talk maybe 2 months into um 2 months into doing her classes and her TED talk um is fantastic and and everybody should watch her TED talk but that was how I found is that out. the way in she, that's how I found out that she was sober uh um but I signed when I signed up for her yoga training I just was like you saved my life and um you don't know me, but, and then I went, after I wrote that letter, I went in and, and uh, at the beginning of class, I, um, talked to her and just told her, you know, like who I was. And, um, and then there's this class with, you know, over a hundred people and it's just, it's hard to explain It's just this moment, her, I was having a hard day and she, her feet, just seeing her feet, I can't explain it other than to say, you know, that you're, you know, that you're looking at the feet of something that's more, um, mm. it was like a, it's so it's, it's hard to put into words and this one's going to be very hard to put into words because I can't explain it. Um, but I, I just this presence of knowing that you had found somebody that was going to lead you. Um, mm-hmm. and so I get it. I yeah, so I took her training and I have this thing with her. Um like I don't get close with her. <laughs> First of all, she has ridiculous boundaries. Um but like also I um I'm a student of hers and I will be a student of hers for the rest of my life and in that mm-hmm. the way that I by by that I mean I I sit and I shut up and I listen to everything that mm-hmm. she has to say and I follow her lead and I um when I'm in her presence I know I'm supposed to be there
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I have a reverence for her that goes beyond uh be, be beyond words beyond beyond anything I can actually say here um but just um she's my teacher she's my teacher and so um yeah I, uh, I don't, I can't really put it into words, um, because you can't. You're doing it. You're fine. (laughs) I know, but your heart. My heart is always like, it's, it's a heart thing. It's not, it's not a, it's not a thing that you can articulate. It's just knowing in your heart. Um, so yeah, she's, um, she's kind of everything. And so, uh, the way in, she doesn't have any books. Um, she is a yoga teacher. That is her Dharma. Um, and so I would say the way into her, if you are ever so lucky, go to one of her classes in San Francisco. Um, she teaches at she she teaches at Yoga Tree and she's opening up her own studio uh, or you can, which is the best name ever for a yoga studio. Um, what? Love story. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, well, that's it. She's love like she's. She embodies, she embodies it. Um, and so go to one of her life classes if you ever get the chance to, it's the best yoga class you will ever take. Um, and then also, uh, you can catch her on yoga glow. Um, she teaches mm-hmm. yoga specifically for recovery. Um, and then,
0: yeah, but Stephanie Snyder. Yeah. She's pretty great. I agree. You turned me on to her. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we're, we're halfway through our teachers. Let's, um, we'll go through the rest and try to go faster without losing any of the goodness. (laughs) All right. Who's (laughs) your next? Okay. So my next one is Cheryl Strayed. Um, and for very specific reason, I read, um, Tiny Beautiful Things first. I didn't read Wild. I didn't even know who she was. I read Tiny Beautiful Things and it completely busted me open um, as a – so when we were at this talk this past week on Monday with Glennon, she talked about how when you – When she was drinking and she was not writing and she was, or even before, yeah, even after she was drinking, she wasn't writing. She was just like living her life, but trying, you know, trying to be something she was not. And she, people would say, oh my God, you have to read this book. It's so beautiful. Um, And she's like, I couldn't read words written by women who that it just, it like, it was like looking into the sun. It hurt too bad because she knew it was something that she could do the first book that I read that was like that for me, um, was tiny, beautiful things. I read it. And I, I, first of all, I was like just beside myself with the beauty of how she responded to people's letters and how she writes, um, her writing style is the closest to my like soul that I could, that uh, any writer probably, um, And I also at the same time had this like dying ache inside me. Like you have to do this. You have to do it. You can't wait any longer. And that's when I really started to write. Um, It was was, was after that. She also, there's an essay in there um, in Tiny Beautiful Things about um, Go, like it's a response to three women's different letters about their marriages and reasons that they are torn up about staying or leaving. And she wrote, just you go, you go, whether it's your, even though it's your best friend, you go, even though it will break your heart and his, you go, even if it's very inconvenient, you go, if this is the truth that's in you, that speaks louder than all the other truths, then you go. And I read that on a plane on my way back from San Francisco after um my husband and I had already separated, and I had already done that work of I had searched for that letter for a really long time. I had searched for that letter and and um. It's my turn to cry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you uh, crying? I'm <laughs> crying. I'm crying. It's I don't know it what was to do. So, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> cry. <will> <laughs> what do you do when people I had cry? i for that letter <laughs> for so long and it was there after I needed it. But I still mm. needed it. I still needed it. And I cried that whole plane ride home. Oh my god. Ugh. Um from it like snapped something loose in me that had been so tight and so locked up yeah. for years. Um whew, so yeah, she she um she's definitely a teacher for me and mm-hmm and a writer a writing teacher um she tells the truth too and in a way that it's like just is beautiful and poetic and uh yeah i'll just stop
1: there i know i didn't know that Mm -hmm. that makes sense it makes it make more sense now too yeah so you think that the way in for people
0: is through that, through tiny, beautiful things? Uh, yes, yes, okay. yes, for sure. Absolutely. It's sitting right here in front of me. Yep. Okay, go. I have to breathe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, this is taking a lot. Um, okay, so my next is Martin Luther King. Um,
0: I knew you were going to say that. I hope that you said it.
1: (laughs) And it's funny. I, um, you know, my birthday is on January 19th and um, King Day is January 18th. Um, I've always, he's been this theme throughout my life, right? Like he's, it's my, for whatever reason, I've always had a draw towards him. And it wasn't until... Mm It wasn't until I started to do this work um, where I was saying uh, unpopular things, um, or at least things that I felt were unpopular. Um,
0: Oh, no, they're unpopular. (laughs) Okay, good. Oh, right.
1: (laughs) No one should drink. Um, Yeah, I found, I would say I started digging into his work a little bit more after I read Debbie Ford's um, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, just because... Um, she talked about him as being um, as being her her hero and I realized that he was mine but I didn't know enough about him I knew the sanitized version of him and you'll hear that a lot there's a sanitized version of him as being this like you know loving man that you know did these nonviolent things and so I started to dig into his story and reading him and understanding what he did he was not popular even even with the people that he was leading and the things that he did he consistently stayed true to his north He always stayed true to his north. He spoke out against the Vietnam War when that was incredibly unpopular and when he was being criticized for taking the eyes off the movement. Um, And he said, nope, you cannot. You cannot isolate it to one thing. You have to be able to include the entire picture here. And so he's a visionary. He did. he, He was he suffered and struggled and did many, many things that were incredibly hard. And the only way to understand Um, to understand, I would say, um, what it means to be convicted and to stand through your conviction is to know what this man did. It is His life is the essence of having faith, relying on that faith, um, doing scary, scary things despite... Things um, that will kill you. Things that will kill you. Things that will kill you. But not even it's not even things that will kill you. It's also doing the thing that you know is unpopular and that the people that you surrounded yourself with are telling you not to do. It's that level. Yeah. It's sticking. Exactly. It's not even just you might die. It's actually the thing that most of us are even more afraid of than dying, which is what other people think. Um, and relying on what we know to be true and, and being convicted enough to continue to fight the fight that we believe in. And so... Um, so yeah, I, I've read his I've read a lot about him. Um and he's his work is what inspires me to um continue to speak out, um, despite what other people might think. Um yeah. because I'm convicted. And so mm-hmm. his um I would say the best way in is reading, um, Clayborne Carson's, um, it's, it's his autobiography. It's all his words, it's letters and speeches. It's compiled by Clayborne Carson. Um, but I would say that's the way into really understanding what it means to be somebody that, I mean, it's not even just about, it's not, it's not even the civil rights movement, right? It's, it's not even what one man can do. Um, it's, it's also just understanding, um, how to live your life, yep. how to live your life and how to do so, how to live your life and live it in faith um, and uh, remain true to yourself and to do what is right. Um,
0: That's
1: right. So I would say that's the way in. And then also I love the radical King. It has a lot of overlap um, with his autobiography, um, but also just um, his message stands true today. His message stands true today, and it's such an important message because his message is one of love and one of forgiveness and loving yeah. our like his message is never shutting up about oppression, but loving loving and knowing we are all humans like one of his one of the um, the quotes that resonates the most with me is where we love we love the person that does the evil act, we hate the evil act. We love yeah. the person that does the evil act because they do not know any better, but we hate the evil act. And that is such an important message for us to remember today. Um, because if we, yes. if we explode into hate, then we're all lost. We are all lost. Yeah. If we forget, if we forget and we sink to the level of hate that our oppressors have, then we are just as bad as him. So them. Um, so it's, it's such a relevant message for today and one that continue that needs to be studied and one that needs to be emulated. Um, and yeah. his teacher was Gandhi and I've always been drawn to Gandhi as well. Mm-hmm. And his teacher was Gandhi. And so it's just, there's this like really beautiful picture on the cover of him standing in his office and he's got a picture of Gandhi up on his wall. I had a picture of Gandhi up above his dining room table. I mean, he, he's, um, he read the Bhagavad Gita. Um, so there's this like tie-in to Hinduism and um, and and these universal truths and um you know he was a Christian. He gave this sermon. Sorry, I'm gonna just keep going for a while because I don't have much to say about the rest of my teachers. Um he gave this sermon <laughs> and he gave a sermon and he talked about how Gandhi was more was more Jesus Christ than Jesus Christ. Like he he yeah. emulated he was he was our modern he was the modern um incarnation of of, of Christ like of of Christ like and so um it's just there's so there's so many layers to it. It's not just what you see on you know like you know it's not just that the the generally held perception of what Martin Luther right. King is. There's and the bits so from his so much more that. to it. Yeah. Right, there's so much more to it. Um, and he was you know he was not perfect, and that's the even better part. He was not a perfect person. Um, right. So yeah, Martin Luther King.
0: Yeah. Whenever I think of you, I always think of you know of your spirit. I always think of people like that you know the those teachers I think of MLK I think of Gandhi I think of Nelson Mandela I think of people who have been wildly you know been wildly unpopular and um, and driven not, or what was the word you use? not driven bigger than that convicted convicted yeah that's what I think of you I think I do I think that's um like your spirit is that is in the in the same ilk as those people.
1: And I feel and that's why I really feel so strongly drawn to Glennon because she embodies she's she she mm-hmm. she embodies that entirely. I agree.
0: Yeah, I do. I agree. I agree.
1: And Sean Corn
0: in but... a way that makes sense for for people now. And Sean Corn, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Sean Corn. Yeah. Um, okay, who's your next? So uh, my next is Louis C.K. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Oh, uh, it's so it's I yeah I um I thought of I always think of him and I thought of him when I was making this list because he is brilliant. He's brilliant, and when I he has taught me. Um, a bunch of things but one i have learned um that the art of comedy and stand up comedy especially is like a healing art <laughs> in a different way it is also one of the most terrifying and different uh difficult things to do and so people who do it well i mean i just I am in awe and I bow to them. It's like it's this whole art form that I'm just enamored by. The ability to use humor. I mean, his humor is like all the good humor really out there, but his he's like exceptional at it. it like digging into these pieces of your psyche that are just really need to be itched and that are really fucked up and saying the things that you're psyche like wants you to say the dark parts but you just can't say it because it's not okay to do that in real life but he does it and he does it in such a way that's so brilliant and so amazingly timed and like I just look at it when I when all else fails me and I just can't fucking handle any more self-help and I can't handle any more fucking (laughs) spiritual talk because that happens a lot. Like we drown in this stuff. I turn on Louis C.K. and I listen to either one of his interviews or his stand up, and I it like pops me out. He also, because I've learned a lot about him, um, is I'm just enamored by his like work ethic and his he has been doing what he's been doing for a really long time before anybody knew who he was. He created, you know, it's like that Ira Glass thing of just create a lot of art, create a lot consistently over and over and over again uh, until you get better at it. He works so he wor- his work ethic and it's like known in the industry, too, is just like no other. Uh, and he keeps pushing his boundaries. You know, he like isn't just a stand up comedian. Now he's a writer and a director and a producer. And he's produced these crazy shows that are just like they're so brilliant. You can't even tell that they're brilliant. It's his show. Louie is like, um, I don't even know. Oh, my friend, John and I talk about it. Like aside from watching him do his thing, I like to talk about him, what he does even more. <laughs> like, how does he do all that? You know, I just, <laughs> it's like when you watch, when you watch, I don't know. I, he, as an artist and as a, as a, Creative human as a like just working person. I, he has taught me a lot. Um, yeah, and it's like an unlikely choice, but I, I kind of like that. I like that. I also want to marry him. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like (laughs) I want to meet him. And even if I'm just because I'm so annoying and I just keep talking about him and quoting him on Instagram, (laughs) I'm going to make sure that I meet him someday and that he gives me a sympathy hug. Just like, please stop. Please stop talking about me. Okay.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's going to (laughs)
0: happen. So yeah, that's, um, no, and he talks about having kids like nobody else has talked about having kids. It's so fucking perfect. And being married and being divorced. Like, nobody talks about it like that. And, it, I mean, it just makes me cry and, like, it's my side split. So, yeah, Louis CK.
1: Awesome. I love it. I don't know enough about his. So what's the way in to him? Does he have anything that you would? Like- so,
0: yeah, I would. I mean, you can. Chewed up is his um, stand up. That's really great. He has it. I would go to because it's it's helpful to watch him, like to actually physically watch him do the thing. So there's a um, special on HBO uh, of him doing stand up. If it's still out there, go get that. Um There's also, I think there's one on, I think it's on Netflix too. There's that. And then his interview with Mark Maron on Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, is one of the best talks, interviews, conversations between two people who are very close and have had like a really rough road with each other that I have ever heard. I've listened to it like six or seven times. Um, Go there. That I think is the the other way in. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I don't want to go and do, I don't want to, I'm done. Those are my teachers. Those are, I don't need to, I feel like adding anymore. I I have a long list of ones that I want to give a shout out to, um, if I can do that. But I, um, I'm kind of like, I don't want to. I'm done. Um, so my other teachers, Zoe Wild. She was one of my coaches mm. that I hired accidentally. Um, I was. I wanted to do a free coaching session with her just because I wanted. To, I thought like spending an hour with her, I would learn how to uh, for free. <laughs> I'd learn how to coach. Um, <laughs> And she I got on the phone with her and I was like trying to blow her off. I was like, yeah, I'm only going to be here for 10 minutes. And I was like, I got to go to work. But what I really had to do is go and have sex with Justin. And so I tried to get off the phone with her. And then she was like, you know what? I'm I'm no, we're not doing this. And she's like, if you want to talk to me, um, we'll make time, but, um, I'm really good at what I do. Uh, and I'm not doing a 10 minute talk with you. Um, and I was like, you're hired. I didn't even intend to hire her. And I was like, you're hired. <laughs> and, um, and she has been, um, she was, she's been a huge part of my story one of my teachers. Um, and, and also one that I've been fortunate enough to have to work with very closely. Um, she's, she's like, a, Uh, Sufi nun And she's I mean she's lived She's just like She's freaking amazing She's got She's got an incredible spirit She has her own Um organization now, uh, where she's working, um, to, uh, she's working with refugees. Um, and so I, yeah, Zoe Wilde is one who's super important to me. Saddam Singh, he was one of my teachers in my, uh, kundalini yoga training. Um, and just mm. nobody you will ever meet. Um, but just one of the most, um, influential people on in my path that held my hand through some of my most trying and darkest times. Um, and then, you know, in extending that to just the, Kundalini community. Um, I love Yogi Bhajan's teachings. It's taken me a really long time to reconcile mm-hmm. um, some of the um, some of uh, the I don't know. Um. Anyways, it's taken me a long time to reconcile. But Yogi Bhajan, Kundalini community are also really um, A huge, huge part of of my path. And um, and the teachers within that community. There's so many. Um. Like um. Sat Siri is a, is a huge influence. Um. Kia Miller. Um, mm-hmm. Avtar Kar, uh, Gramook, you know, there's so many wonderful teachers within that community. Um, Pema is one. Um, I uh, you turned me on to Pema, and Pema saved my life. And I spend a lot of time listening to her. Um, in listening to her in Rome, um, but even in the United States. Um, Pema is a huge one. Um, and I couldn't recommend her Anymore more. Um. And then uh, Marion Williamson is somebody that I also spend a lot of time with. Um, I listen to her live streams, and I read her books, and I love her message, and I think she is just such a badass, um, and also just such a, a pioneer in, um, in what she's done. I think she really like paved the way for a lot of us, um, like you and yeah. I, to do the work that we're doing. Yeah. Um, Seth Godin is another one um, that mm-hmm. I follow religiously, Good and one. that I have learned um, from his book. Um, Tribes is uh, yeah, fuck phenomenal, um, and he's just another one. He d- he's done his own thing, and he's marched to a beat of his own drum, and he's not afraid of saying the unpopular thing, and he's fucking awesome. And then the last is Tasha Sparks. Love me some Tasha Sparks. Um, her oh books of right? like yes. Um her books have changed my um Wait, books- Tasha Silver? Oh my god! Why am I saying Tasha? Oh my god, Tasha Sparks.
0: Tasha no, Sparks.
1: Okay. Hi, Tasha yeah. Sparks. If you're listening, that's I my. Knew who you
0: meant? <laughs> but it's
1: Tasha Sparks is actually my ex boyfriend's best friend's ex girlfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. Oh, good. I'm glad we have. <laughs> hey. <laughs> she is so no uh, Tasha Silver. Um, I yeah, like. I love great. her work. I love her work. I love her work. I love her work. I read her book, Outrageous Openness. Um, regularly. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I could go on and on and on, but those are the ones that I would name, but the ones that I spent some time going into and Lena Dunham, fuck. Love you, Lena Dunham. Thank you, girl. Um, but I, I would say, you know, the ones that I went into at length are who I would consider the most influential teachers on my path. Um, James, Gabby, Stuff, uh, Glennon, um, Martin Luther King.
0: Love it. This is the best. This is like my feel. I, even though it's been a little hard, my brain feels just happy. My heart feels happy. Okay, I'll go through my the rest of mine fast. Um, the two else, the two others I had on my list, my bigger list, is Liz Gilbert and Rob Bell. Um, Liz, I, Liz is like. Um, for me, the unpopular like, oh, my God, roll, roll, roll your eyes like, oh, my God, if you're going to pick Liz Gilbert. I don't think that's how she's seen anymore. But when Eat, Pray, Love came out and she got like slayed by a lot of the a lot of people for just, you know, being mostly like women, fluffy, <laughs> mostly women for being this like fluffy chicklet writer. And I never felt that way. I was like, no, this woman is a teacher. She's a fucking teacher. And, um, she also like, I feel like I've grown with her and watched her. I mean, I'm not equals with her. I am definitely a, a, um, a student of hers, but I have just, it's like someone you feel like is like, um, sitting with you in your, through your journey for the past. I mean, it's been like over 10 years now, you know, and she, I, this is creepy, but I'll admit it. Um and you know this, but she has been, She has visited me in my dreams. Um, what is she wearing? I
1: feel like she'd be wearing a flowy nightgown.
0: (laughs) No, she was like wearing jeans and like, she was just always dressed very like, Hey, I'm just here. This is like, you know, I'm hanging out having coffee. What are you doing? Um, no, she, when I was really fucking struggling in getting with getting sober, um, it was. It's been in the past three years, like just in kind of pits of darkness. I've had dreams where she has visited me, and it. I, I, you know, I have lots of dreams about lots of people, um, but and you know where people have visited. But her dreams, for whatever reason, it was like the alchemical dream where you wake up and you are different, and you feel like buoyed by the spirit of this person, and that it sounds so stupid when I say it out loud, but it's true. It's just, she's, she is, um, her spirit is something really special. And I almost like her. I love her writing. I like her writing, but she is a teacher that also writes to me. She is, um, a teacher about creativity and owning that and purpose and like just being as good as you are about what you do. You know, she cracked open, even though a lot of women wanted to like, put her down. She cracked open like a collective thing in our psyche that we weren't ready to talk about yet. When she came out with eat, pray love and paved the way for a lot of women. I couldn't agree um, more. I couldn't agree more. And I, I, I think
1: that she, I love what you say about her evolved Like her, she did. She, she is a pioneer um, in mm-hmm. that she did what we all wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. and she's also, I think like her magic also is in that she stayed And like that TED talk she gives where she is like the best thing that I've ever done could possibly have been this book. And then everything is downhill from there. And she has actually reinvented herself and stayed in in this space and created something. Um, that's more even more tangible and she's I respect yeah. her. I respect her so much, but I was one of those women that got that got sick of it. Right. Like, oh, my God. Julia mm-hmm. Roberts is playing you. Um, i Let's know. not even talk about the movie. Um, but she is. You're right. She is. She's and she's she's a wonderful teacher. And, and even just recently, um, you know, coming out, um, coming out as as being in a relationship with her best friend, Raya. Um, she's 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 got, you know
0: huge lady balls yes. she does huge lady balls yeah she's just uh, yeah it's yeah she's something else I it's another book that's just sitting right here um and I would say I don't even know the way in with her I would start with her Facebook post I feel like that her post um titled not this is one of the best things yeah. she's ever written yeah um that is one of the more recent ones actually um uh, she's got quite a few that are that are um, amazing. So Liz Gilbert, I also had Rob Bell. He is newer in my list of teachers, but Rob just like scratches all these itches in my brain and my soul that like, I want to talk about the things that he wants to talk about and that he does talk about. And every podcast that he puts out is absurdly good. And, um, it's like, God, yes, I want to have these conversations. I've been wanting to have them my whole life. And here's this person talking about them. Oh, my God. And he's funny. Um, and I think he's like a stand up comedian. I mean, he like I watched him <laughs> do a sh- a show. No, I'm serious. I, at Largo. Yeah. And I wrote him afterwards and told him, like, you realize you just did stand up comedy, which makes me um, respect you far more than I even did, which was a lot. Um, he is a performer and a, like an orator and a. He's good. He's good, good, good. So Rob Bell. Um, the other ones I have are Carolyn Mace. She's like tough as nails teacher, like um, teaches all about um, archetypes, uh, mysticism. She's like this woman from, from Chicago with this like Midwestern accent who just like doesn't. She's like tough. Like I'm afraid of her, um, but I've learned a lot from her. <laughs> I also have Glennon um, is up there too for me. Um, Stephen King is definitely up there. Mary Carr and I have Nicole Krauss too, who is an author and wrote The History of Love, which is the book that I named Alma after because she wrote in a way that I had never seen anybody write, and I in it it like cracked something with me as a writer too. To like, oh, you, there are no rules. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want right. and make it work. Um, so yeah, th- that's my list and yeah, this was awesome. This was awesome. We're going to have a thousand links when we post this, um, <laughs> for all the resources uh-huh. that we mentioned You're on
1: welcome. our website, on our website, um, mm-hmm. which is homepodcast.org. Oh yeah. And what do we want people to do? Also? Oh, please rate us on iTunes right now. Go to your computer. Go to iTunes. Yeah, we'll just wait
0: here. Go ahead.
1: Do it right now. We're just going to count. Please. This gets the message out to so many other people. It also helps us start to be able to get a more credibility so that we can work with sponsors so that we don't have to ask you for donations, which is the second thing we're going to do. Please, please help us out financially either by going to our store on homepodcast.org and buying something. Or just giving us a, like a small little donation, like the, you know, like whatever the cost of your latte was today, that, give us that. Um, and this just helps yeah. us to, we don't make any profit from the show. This helps us to, first of all, um, have better sound quality. Second, it helps us with um, the admin. We haven't, we actually pay somebody to help us do stuff now. And then this also will help us to, Laura and I have really big plans to create community. Um, we have a community right now and it's maxed. We want to be able to grow that and offer, um, you know, basically a a way for everyone that is listening to this to connect with one another, um, either online or in their own community. So we have plans. All of your money goes directly to this. It does not go to us. Um, And so if you... If you have it in you, just go to homepodcast.org, give us a little donation, um, and forever gratitude for it. And thank you to all of you who have already done that. And all of you who have rated us, we could not do this without you guys. we love it. Um, and we love you. Yes. room, room. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I had, that's a, I had that done on purpose. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, a,
0: a, <laughs> a, um, at one fifty one Eastern Time. Please drive by my house. <laughs> and rev it. And um, rev it.
1: Okay, All great. Right. I love you.
0: Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, do you know that when we sit and do these, it's the longest I wait to keep? Infinitely yeah, so. You haven't told these things before.